Hey, get that water, girl. Hey, here we are. It's Black Me Up. It's on and popping, y'all. I don't care if you're in the car or you're in the gym or work. <laughs> get it popping, get it popping. <laughs> It's hot, it's hot. It is a little too hot. Cool it down uh, right here. That's my part. <laughs> it is too hot. Oh my gosh, okay. Lily, so it's been hot. <laughs> and like we started off this episode talking about the heat. Mm-hmm. You said you went jet skiing. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us yes. about it, please. Yes, yes I went uh, jet skiing yesterday my friend was like hey what are you doing and I wasn't doing anything she's like I want to do something like take a walk or something I was like okay cool and then she's like do you want to go jet skiing I was like what (laughs) she's like my dad has two jet skis and I was like um I've never done that in my life but yes let's do it let's go (laughs) and then we went and uh, almost died. <laughs> how? Okay, tell me how you die. <laughs> Every I feel like everybody that goes jet skiing the first time almost mm-hmm. dies. I need to know. <laughs> I was a lake in Kenmore that we went to, uh, and one of the jet skis is a three seater, and so you can see three people up to three people, and the other one was just a one seater. Mm. And so it was mm. me, my friend, and her dad. And so I can't swim, just a reminder. I can't swim. I don't know how to swim. Um, but we do have life, what is it called? The life vest. Life vest, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I her da- I got on with her dad on the three-seater. Hey. She, my friend, had her own, like that one-seater, the jet, mm-hmm. that's key. And so, there was a portion of the lake where in order to get to the good water, you have to go through seaweed. He's like, yeah, you have to gun it through the seaweed. If you don't, then seaweed's gonna get stuck in the engine. And I don't think she remembered that because when we were getting to the seaweed part, he was just gunning it and she wasn't. And he's like, hey, Ty, Ty, you need to gun it. Gun it. Like, speed up. And she's like, I don't want to. I'm like, it's not about wanting or not. You have you to. need to. Yeah, you have to. Because <laughs> if it gets stuck in there, it just stops, right? And you're stuck. Mm. Um. And so finally, she's like, "Oh," and I was like, "Yeah, you need to do that, or that's gonna happen." And so she we went through it, and then at some point, because I I wanted to drive, kind of. <laughs> Lily's like, I want to drive the boat. <laughs> oh dang! It's like, okay, if you want to drive, then switch with her. So she, I, she, you know what I mean? I have mm-hmm. my own at some point, and as we're switching, so I'm trying to get off his and get on. Oh his. no! Oh no! I get on. I sit down, and for some reason, we're tipping to the left, <laughs> and we just flipped. We just oh y'all capsized, bitch! I was Mm-mm. oh my gosh! I thought I was dying. Why? <laughs> I thought I was dying. I was drowning. Deja, I'm not kidding. Oh hell no! I was screaming. <laughs> and then on top of that, I had uh, my Birkenstocks, 
like real Birkenstocks. They're like like the Walmart Birkenstocks, the, the working socks, the Birkenstocks. Girl, you better work. <laughs> the Fred Meyer Birkenstocks. So I was screaming. I was like, my shoes won't come off. Not them fifteen dollar Birkenstocks, bitch. <laughs> I was like trying to kick, you know, I'm trying to flutter or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can't because my shoes gonna come off. Screaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to lose your shoes. Right. No. So I'm screaming, laughing at the same time and drowning. Her <laughs> <laughs> dad is just staring at me, laughing. Yeah. I'm like, is nobody gonna fucking help me? I can't swim. Oh hell no. And uh, my friend. Uh, but then I, I climbed back onto the jet ski. Uh, my friend was like, okay, Lily, gun it. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, this is the bitch that couldn't gun it. <laughs> and dead ass, I did. <gasps> we were just like hitting every single wave. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> to the point where I think I turned. Did I turn? No, either I turned like super quick or something like that oh no and mind you at this point like the wind is catching up and like there's waves and so <laughs> somehow i just seen the corner of my eye my friend just flipping off the fucking <laughs> and then i'm like fuck i'm next and then i go <laughs> it just threw us off the chest <laughs> Oh my God. I'm sorry, but I thought I had a concussion after that because of, I ate that water. <laughs> I dead ass ate that water. <laughs> Girl, um, we must have been going like 30 miles an hour or something. Holy because shit. Because the way I hit that water. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, that's terrible. And then my friend was like, yo, I think I broke my back. <laughs> I almost know. I deadass almost killed us. And then, like, literally we flow up and we're, like, miles away from each other in the jets. He's fucking gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no. And then I look over to see where her dad is. And he's, like, further out from us. And he's just he's just floating in the middle of the water. And I'm like, just oh, chilling. Are you going to come and help? I get close to her. I get super, super close. I'm like, okay. And then the current comes in and the wind picks up. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and then I throw the key to her and she she eventually catches it. And then I'm able to climb on. And then we go to her dad and her dad, apparently the jet ski flipped so much that there's, there was water in it. And they're like, everyone was just like, oh, this is good that it happened on your first, you know, First try, because now you know what to do. Shit goes, you know, left. Right. I'm like, yeah, but damn, 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 damn. But now I know a lot about jet skis. It's going to be my summer thing now. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I want to go jet skiing. We can go jet skiing. We should go jet skiing. It makes me want one now. Shit, okay, rich. (laughs) Right, exactly. Shit, I want a boat. I want a nice little boat, one of those super cute two-seaters, but then it has the room to lay down and, like, in the front and the back. Then maybe even a small little underground area, like an under cabin that has, like, the glass bottom or glass so that you could see what's going on underwater. 
Fans, fans. Girl, I'm trying to be a part of a black woman boat club. Boat club? There's a boat club? A yacht club. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to find one. I don't think I would get a yacht. Would you? Absolutely, I'd get a yacht. Not first. (laughs) I would absolutely get a yacht. Not first, but I want my super cute, tiny, tiny boy. And then... Yeah. You gotta start small first. You gotta start small. Maybe maybe even start smaller, like one of those little canoes. So my boyfriend and I can just Ooh, go pushing and paddling. I'm trying to do. What's your word of the week this week? Um, Adventure? Oh, I completely took that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not I day's word. Something. Because, like. Like, do, going jet skiing, literally, that was like. Ooh, adrenaline. Well, no, it completely was me out of, little definition of me out of my comfort zone. Ooh, comfort zone. Yeah. Word of the week is comfort zone. Because, you know, I'm a very cautious person, like safety first. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, I don't know. My brain kind of was like, go for it. Let me just do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. And Time I'm to be adventurous. I think that it fits perfectly with this week's episode, especially since I've had a couple of different ideas. But before we get into that, let me give y'all my article. So we were discussing right before this meeting, y'all, we were discussing with the founder of an app called Coiled, and we're going to be working with them pretty soon. We're super excited about that. But she brought up, um, okay, a couple of things. Lily, choose between algorithm or hair care products. Okay, the FDA does not um, regulate hair. What, what's in hair care products? Um, I sent a tweet out that has this FDA.gov link that's in the cosmetic section. So basically, if you Google FDA doesn't test hair care products, <clears throat> excuse me, then uh, what's underneath the people asks, do hair care products or do hair products have to be FDA approved? Then the FDA answer directly from the FDA website was under law, cosmetic products and, and ingredients do not need FDA pre-market approval, with the exception of color additives. The use of ingredients does not otherwise cause the cosmetic to be adulterated or misbranded under the laws of FDA enforces. So basically... There's no, like, say in what's in your hair care products. If if they're tested at the highest potency, at the best quality, you know, for the ingredients. And that also brings me back. I don't know why I come back to this so much, but I listened to a podcast called Blunt Blonde Mama. And she did an interview with a dispensary owner who happens to also uh, grow their own weed, I believe, and make their own skincare products. Mm-hmm. And she makes CBD skincare products. And she says that the biggest struggle for that the FDA that she has to go through is the FDA. And when it comes to testing, it's not the weed that gets like marked like, oh, this isn't as clean as it should be. It's like the pieces of lavender or the strawberries or, you know, whatever other natural floral elements that she might be putting in her serum or her skin products is what the FDA says. No, this does not work. And that's and the only reason that she has to get it FDA tested is because there's CBD in it. There's a hemp sourced product. So before it goes on shelves, it has to be FDA tested. And the problem is not the weed. It's the 
other things. So that, yep. So that always made me think like, I wonder, I wonder, because I know a lot of brands cut corners, but it just brings on a whole bigger conversation for me and a whole bigger thought that like, I really do want to test what the fuck is in my, in my products. Like, I really wish that I had that like a lab or even a best friend in the lab so I can be like, okay, bitch, here's some Aussie leave-in conditioner. Can you please test this real quick, bitch? <laughs> then she's like, okay, you know what? The, the, the milks that they added do not meet the requirements for what should be, you know, like that would be so awesome. But yeah, my mind is all over the place with that. <laughs> but basically, I sent out that link on Twitter so you guys could read that directly from the FDA.gov, and I will retweet that once this episode posts. But let's go into our main topic. Basically, it's a, I was going to say it's a free-for-all, but since you brought up the word comfort zone, it made me think back to <laughs> a documentary that I watched mm-hmm. called class action park which is about one of new jersey's one of new jersey's infamous theme parks and basically they had a bunch of deaths there they had to shut down and it was basically a place where kids like ran the block so i found an article that described a couple of the accidents that happened there so i was wondering if you would want to go through a couple uh yes please (laughs) <laughs> you said yes, please. So this article, let me go ahead and save this really quick just because I do not want to lose it. Boom, boom, bam. So basically, let's get into it. If you guys want to watch the um, documentary that I'm talking about, it's called Class Action Park on HBO. I watched this a couple months back, so it's a really good documentary. I ended up watching it twice, but Let's get on into it and scroll down. This article is from Newsweek. Five of the craziest stories about New Jersey's infamous Class Action Park. There were countless injuries at the park, and six people died there. And then um, Mulville Hill, which I'm assuming is somebody that they're talking to in the article. I just scrolled down to, to, to you know, the action. Mm-hmm. But he said it's, a, it's st- statistically insignificant that six people died there because there's a bunch of other things I assume that went on there. So here's a story. A 19 year old park employee died when their cart on the high speed Alpine slide in 1980, which was made of concrete and fiberglass. (laughs) It was malfunctioned or it had a malfunction that caused the sled to not turn correctly The employee then hit his head on the rock. He died eight days later due to the fatal injury, according to something interesting. Anyone who wished to ride to ride it needed to take a ski lift in order to reach the top. So the ride was so tall that you had to take a ski lift (laughs) to the top. Why? (laughs) Okay, okay. It's extremely terrifying. This was the 80s. Right. And when you watch the documentary, it was literally full of high school kids that, like, went there during summers for camps. Mm -hmm. And they were just like, yep, do this, do this. Like, there were no adults (laughs) that were running the block. And what a lot of the people who are in the documentary that recount those instances that were children at the time, you know, they're like, yeah, there were no adults. Nobody was telling us what not to do. The adults or the children running the adults, basically. 
So let's see. Oh, oh, ooh, let's read this one. In 1984, a visitor suffered from a fatal heart attack when on the Tarzan swing ride. The ride consisted of a 30-foot-long swinging cable where guests would ride and jump into the frigid water below. First off, that sounds like a hell no from me, boss. Yeah. <laughs> but I can see where it can be fun. Right. A super tall swing that you just jump off. Mm. Into frigid water below. After reading that, I do recall from the documentary, kids were saying that they'd get hypothermia the second that they hit the water because it was so cold. No way. And then they were in front of like a hundred or so students or kids. They're chilling and watching them jump. So it's like you have to like play it off. Like, and if somebody you know, was screaming, then they wouldn't know if it was because they were having fun or because, you know, something's going on. So let's do one more, one more. Uh, Boom. Here's a tidal wave pool one. According to the AV club, three people died in the tidal wave pool over a span of five years. A 15-year-old in 1982, a 20-year-old in 1984, and an 18-year-old in 1987. Folks eventually started calling it the grave pool. The state classified it as a swimming pool and not a ride, which meant that the only regulations it needed to maintain were clean water and lifeguards that were standing by. That's a loophole for that ass. (laughs) That is a loophole. Wow. Well, the things that people will do to seek thrill. Exactly. People are ridiculous. Let's see here. I'm going to Google wild thrill-seeking activities, and let's see what pops up. 10 adrenaline rush activities. And why is this coming up from a France website? Let's click it. Let's click it. Bungee jumping. Would you ever go bungee jumping? No. Would you ever skydive? (laughs) Skydive, yes. Yes. I would, too. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about doing it for my birthday. Yes. It's coming up, so. Girl September, bitch. Jump off an airplane. Why not? (laughs) What about rafting, like where it's like six of us in a raft and we're just going down like frigid water? Um, that might have to be a no. (laughs) Six? Yet, like six or eight, because. I feel like there's different um, numbers, but it just has to be so the weight is distributed evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, shit. I totally would. You would? Absolutely. I'm thinking of this freaking movie, and it can't pop into my head, and I'm getting pissed off. It has Meryl Streep in it. The Wild River. Where she- <laughs> this is a bomb-ass movie. My boyfriend played it for me once, and like I fell in love with it. It's on Hulu right now. So basically Meryl Streep and um, is it her family? Now I forget. But they're going white river rafting and it's freaking ridiculous. And I highly suggest everybody watch it. (laughs) But let's see what other thrill-seeking activities are on there. Rafting, canyoning. Oh, it's what the fuck is canyoning? What is that? Hiking, climbing, plateauing, and white water sports. 
cross gorges, ravines, and waterfalls, and mountain co- water courses. You have to walk, jump, glide down natural water slides, what? swim, and sometimes. Okay, no, girl, that's a little bit too much. That's I'm trying to do lot. one thing, girl. <laughs> Nobody told me I had to bring five different pairs of shoes. <laughs> to bring a whole backpack. That was a lot. That was a lot. Bitch, that was a bunch of different things. Have you ever heard of that trail that goes from, is it Mexico all the way up to Canada? And it is a three, I don't want to lie, but I think it's a three or four day hike if you do it correctly. Hike? Uh, well, hike and like adventure walk. Oh, no. Three and four days? Like three, or no, it's like 30 days. I don't know why I said three to four. Yeah, it's like, like 30 days. The Pacific Crest Trail. So basically, you'd be walking if you started from Canada. You'd go through Washington State. You'd go through Oregon. You'd go through California and then all the way down until you get, then Arizona, I think, until you get to Mexico. It is 2,650 miles. Yep, from Mexico to Canada through California, Oregon, and Washington. And it is a national scenic trail. Wow, that's okay. Interesting. Bitch, tell me why I had a dream one day. This was like last this was like last year. Me, you, and the other girls, Sans and Ty, we were on this trail and we maybe made it. We were walking for maybe four hours and all of us got hungry as fuck. <laughs> and we were like, yo, how, how do we get food? Like, you know, I ate all the snacks. Of course, I ate all the snacks. Um, <sighs> but y'all left it with me. So it's y'all's fault. But I ate all the snacks. You know, Ty drank all the water. <laughs> Sans or Sans was the only one that had a cell phone. So you suggested we order pizza. So I was like, but how are we supposed to order pizza? We're in the middle of nowhere. All we got is a compass. You know, do they take latitude and longitude, bitch? You know, like, can can Papa Murphy's deliver with that information? So we tried Mm -hmm. and we ended up getting a pizza delivered, like in the middle of nowhere. And then I woke up and I was so confused. (laughs) So were we stuck or were we not stuck? We were literally in the middle of nowhere. And then we kept walking and then a random bush out of nowhere stepped through and then it was a city so we ended up getting pizza delivered because we just chilled there and had the pizza come to us and then we got back on the trail but then i woke up so i couldn't even continue the dream now i need to continue it (laughs) because i need to know what happened but we were struggling (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to go camping with y'all no yeah we'd die for sure we would die <laughs> yeah I can't do camping I, I could do camping can. you can? I can for sure but it, it depends on who I'm with I need to know that people the people that I'm with possess the skills you know that I don't I can't start a fire I could bring a couple of lighters but if somebody knocks me in the water or if we get wet then that's over <laughs> I I'm I'm concerned mainly of like the animals like the bears and all that Shit. I know. I if a bear comes up to me in the woods, help the bear, bitch. Help the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with me. <laughs> wow, okay. I don't know who to bring if I go camping. Let's go on to female rappers. Have you listened to Doja's album? No, I haven't. I don't 
I ended up live tweeting my reactions to the album. So if anyone listening wants to just go on our Twitter and go through our media, you'll see the screenshots of her, you know, album on Spotify. And that's where I left my thoughts. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really consistent album. Um, I enjoyed the fact that she took us into a different, you know, space, space and time. I really appreciated that feel in the album. Like you're really somewhere else. Um, I honestly wasn't expecting um, the majority singing. I really, I genuinely wasn't. Um, but Doja has an incredible singing voice, so I, I'm not sh- shocked, you know. She's the type of person who could do her her own hooks and then, you know, do a rap verse real quick, do three rap verses. But when there were just a majority of singing songs, I was like, oh, shit, Doja, okay. Let me, <laughs> let me learn these lyrics real quick, bitch. <laughs> but... <laughs> I really, truly enjoyed it. And I'm trying to go to our Twitter real quick just so I could find those songs that I liked the most. Let's see. Um, I Get Into It, yeah, is definitely my favorite song. <laughs> it's, it's a super fun song. Um, Don't Do Drugs, I think, with Ariana Grande. Fun song. Love to Dream. That is my vibe. Bitch, I will, that's going to be the song that I fall asleep to. <laughs> like, it's, it is, it's a gorgeous song. I love it. It's either that song or I'm getting it confused with another song, but I'm pretty sure it's Love to Dream that I'm thinking of. And lastly, Been Like This, Options, Ain't Shit, and Alone. Love it. So I think it's a good no skip album. Make sure your uh, thing isn't on shuffle like mine was initially. I was like, okay, fuck shit. I love the the way that she uh, ordered these tracks. And then I was like, oh shit, my shit's on shuffle. <laughs> so let me play through the album how the artist intended. Okay. <laughs> you did? Did you? Yes, I did. And I, I loved it. I thought that it was great. So, and I also have a theory. Woo. Let me, let me, let me get my theory out there. So I think that this album was super, super consistent and super just out there and not really what we were expecting. Not necessarily to please um, Doja's management, per se, but I think just because Doja wants to prove I can have a solid fucking piece of work and there's no questions about that. And after this album, she's going to go ham. And not saying that this album isn't ham, but... um saying that she's really going to shock us into what she's doing and maybe more so be have a little bit more freedom in her albums and really make uh take us on on more of a ride and have even more of a selection of genres in her album because you could tell that she really stuck to to that really light airy planetary um almost uh, what's that genre that i'm trying to get at um not cyberpunk why why'd cyberpunk pop up but you guys that know what I'm trying to get at know what I'm trying to get at and I'll probably end up tweeting it because it's not popping in my head but it was just such a really really nice flow so yeah I would definitely love to see her and her next album give us more rap um and give us more variety because I think that she has that voice for variety so she could definitely throw a contemporary song a hip-hop song and then even a fucking like rock song on an album and make that album whole you know Mm -hmm. so like I said I think this one was just for Doja to prove that she could have a consistent um body of work with very few 
features and the next couple of albums she's gonna go ham she's cementing herself in the industry so boom and and not even to say that because Amala is my favorite one of my favorite albums from her or projects I don't know if she considered that an album body language oh my god that's my shit the entire Amala album can be played front to back backwards to forwards and (laughs) boom it's a hit so I really appreciate Doja's ability to put together a nice body of work and that's all I have to say about that I just had to let that be known to the group for the people in the back because Doja really did that shit so shout out to her that makes me want to listen to it a shout out to her. If you do listen to one, I really think, I really do think, Lily, you're going to love Alone. So I think you, I'd suggest you listen to Alone first. Hey. Um, man, I really felt that song. And I'm <laughs> learning the words as we speak, bitch. And then I think that you would also love the woman song, Alone and Woman. Oh, shoot. So boom, those are my suggestions. Boom, boom, yes, bitch. And then I didn't even get a chance because who released Tyler, the creator? Um, I got the chance to listen to <laughs> half of his album. Um, I listened to the one that to the, the track that Little Wayne is on. And then there was another song. What's it called? Was it Meryl? It starts with an M. And I was like, holy fucking shit. I need to sit my ass down and give my ass time to listen to this because I'm fucking feeling it. So because Tyler, the creator, he's the person I can't just sit there and lay in bed and, or just like to be doing something and listen to. I need to hear his body of work full out. Mm-hmm. Just like J. Cole. I still haven't listened to J. Cole's full <sighs> album yet. I've heard several songs which i fucking love but i want to play his album front to back you need to you need to take you need to sit down oh my god attention for that yes 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 and that reminds me i plan on making a couple playlists today before the day is over and posting those on our twitter so that everybody can get a taste of what I'm listening to. I have a Black Me Up Spotify account, so I'm going to give you, Lily, the password, too, so that you could do your own thing on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did not know Tyler Crater albums, so I need to... I'm excited to listen. Girl, I literally didn't know either until I saw him tweeting. I forget the line he was tweeting, but, like, call me when you get home. Not call me when you get home, shit. I don't know. I think that's launch, but I don't know. He was he was doing his rollout very well, so shout out to him. And on the topic of new music, I can't think of too much more new music, but on the podcast recently, we haven't really talked about music, so a little bit more. I just want to say fucking Flo Millie, bitch. That is a bitch that we stand. Poetic queen. I love her. She makes every single song. I love I love. Flo Millie. Flo Millie, bitch. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad that I haven't had the opportunity to talk about her on the show, but I wanted to make sure that I let everybody know we're on the Flo Millie, and my phone is halfway across the room, so I can't even pull up my shit, but Megan the Stallion, hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thought shit. Shout out to Megan. <laughs> okay, she's the shit per the Recording Academy hose. So I just want to let everybody know. Love Megan. The baby. Um... Everybody everybody going on Twitter saying like he's rapping on Krusty Krab beats like he's trying to get promoted at <laughs> the Krusty Krab. That killed me, but I tried to listen to a snippet of one of his most recent songs. 
the the um, extent of my listenership for the baby has just been Megan the Stallion collabs, and still her Megan Megan's and the baby collabs haven't been the strongest for me recently. My favorite one is the one that's on um, Fever. I forget what it's called, but that's my favorite Megan and the baby collab. But yeah. I've I've fallen off off of the baby. Tory Lanez haven't literally yeah I haven't listened to a Tory Lanez song in a minute. Oh T Pain, have you, did you hear um, T Pain opening up about Usher's comments putting him into a depression? What? No. Let me just Google it really quick I wanted to bring it up last episode but I also wanted us to finish that episode up so this is a very good topic or a very good um time so T-Pain admits that he was depressed for four years after after a derogatory comment from Usher Usher was my friend T-Pain said I really respected Usher he was like man I'm gonna tell you something man you really fucked up music after hearing the incredit the remark, all T Pain said that he could do was let out a nervous chuckle. He said, I didn't understand. I thought he was joking at first, but then he was like, Yeah man, you really fucked up music for real singers. So and that was while they were on a flight to the BET Awards at the time. So that's very yeah that's messed up and for when I think about it like the discussion that I kind of wanted to have around it was um how things that your friends could say um like even people close to you or who, who even who you consider a friend can really mess up like you know how you feel about yourself or even ter- spiral you into a depression because when you think about it a lot of people can't really figure or think back to what started a depression and T-Pain didn't know it at the time that it was that specific comment but years after the fact he's able to say like man it was really this thing that a friend uh, or a person who I considered a friend of mine said to me that spiraled me into a depression and that's really sad to think about yeah like words do have so much weight to them like Crystal always says, words mean things, and words mean even more things when it comes from a peer and when it comes from somebody, you know, who you thought you liked. Because, ooh, I never had the opportunity to say this because it's like, when, you know, when the hell am I ever going to say this? But when I think of criticism, I like to think that, like, I'm just going to say it like this. When it comes to criticism, if if you're not one of three things and it's kind of irrelevant, if you're not a professional in the craft and know what you're talking about and you're trying to give me, um, you know, mm, not what am I trying to say, like feedback or criticism and it's not even constructive, mm-hmm. then it's irrelevant. So you have to be a professional in the craft. You have to be someone that knows and loves me and respects me because if you're not somebody that knows and loves me and respects me your criticism is invalid Mm. and you have to be someone that 
Because mm, I don't even want to give the power and necessarily say somebody that I respect, because you always have to be able to take opinions with a grain of salt. But you do necessarily have to be someone that I respect. So if you're somebody just on the internet telling me like, oh, your podcast is shitty, who the fuck are you? But if you're like, I don't know who the fuck is the first person to pop into my head. If you're on a Ferris, <laughs> you know, on a Ferris is on whatever her podcast is. And you're like, and she's like, yeah, girls, I think you could do this, this and this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that hurt. But she ended up giving me criticism that's constructive, and she's somebody that's in the space that I respect. So that is criticism that I will take. Because at the end of the day, once you get opened up to so many people and so many things and so many opinions, you have to have that wall up. And that understanding, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think back to Chloe when she said, um, <laughs> like, when Beyonce taught Chloe and Hallie the no scroll rule, like, there's absolutely no need to scroll through comments because the people who are going to judge you and give you the criticism that you need are the people who aren't going to be in the comments, who are going to, who you're going to be working with and who you're going to be, you know, shoulder to shoulder with. And I also remember Chloe tweeted, or was it Hallie? I think it was Hallie that tweeted. Whenever somebody says something negative about me, I just click on their profile picture and I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and people were in the comments like, that's Hallie calling all you bum bitches ugly. <laughs> like nothing that you say is relevant because at the end of the day, she has Beyonce's number. She texts Beyonce, bitch. She can babysit Blue, Sir, and Rumi. Like, she doesn't give a fuck about y'all. <laughs> but it's things like that once you get open to criticism. Oh, here's T-Pain in his voice. is opening up about his battle with depression. In Netflix's new docu-series, This Is Pop, the rapper reveals the dark side of his musical success, which includes the infamous introduction of auto-tune to mainstream music. What's your name? Come on. The kids love that. While the pitch correction technology has been around for years, it helped propel T-Pain to superstardom. And the rapper claims his use of auto-tune led to a confrontation with Usher. Oh? T-Pain recalls being on a flight with the Yeah Singer in 2013. T-Pain says he fell asleep and was woken up by a flight attendant who said that Usher would like to speak with him. So I got up and went back and it was like, hey, you know, how's everything going? Quick small talk. No big deal. And um, it was like, man, I want to tell you something, man. I was like, what's, what's, what's good? I thought he was about to say something real. He's not real concerned. Mm -hmm. He was like, man, you kind of kind of up music. The rapper explains that he that got Usher. That is sad. And when you think about it, the fact Usher had a flight attendant tap T-Pain on the shoulder while this nigga was knocked the fuck out. He, he could have been thinking of other hits, you know? And Usher's just like, yeah, let me just wake this man up on a flight to a BET Awards show where we're going to have a great time and just let him know that he fucked up music. <laughs> and it's wild because when you think about it, T-Pain... I love that T-Pain is back and that he, his collaboration song with Kalani, that's, I love that song. Whenever it pops up on the radio, I just, fuck, what's it called? Ooh, pop it, something. <laughs> Skyrocket, shit. Ooh, she don't want the dish, she want the rent pay, ooh. <laughs> 
I'm I'm playing a snippet of it because I I love that song. Hearing T Pain mm-hmm. makes me happy. It's called I like that. Google Fi. Yes. Phone plan by Google. Girl, fuck Google Fi. Okay, here we go. Little sample. (laughs) Sample action. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Pop it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that song. Girl, I'm just so lazy to connect my Bluetooth in my car that we just um we just be driving with the radio on. So that's how I found about the <laughs> whatever her name is. It is. I I like that song. I I like that. I like that song. Shout out to T Pain because remember, not too long ago, he was on TikTok talking about. I didn't even notice that Instagram DMs had a different tab, and so he missed so many celebrity DMs for like years. <laughs> so now that he found out how to access his DMs, he's finally collaborating again and gonna make some bomb ass music hopefully oh and her has the new album i haven't listened to it yet but i do plan on listening listening to it i need to listen to it girl would you ever do a food challenge food challenge where you went to a restaurant and it's like a what like a five pound burger and fries like the whole plate is five pounds and then you have an hour to eat it and then if you won you got the plate free and like a t-shirt yeah if it's not like time it would have to be time because it's a competition. Uh, <laughs> it would have to be something reasonable. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't like. I don't like eating my food fast. Like, I, I feel it. Like <laughs> my boyfriend and I love watching the Speed Eater on YouTube, Brandy Santel, and we've been watching him for watch literally him. the past two years. You I'm can't watch people nauseous. eat. <laughs> like, it's just like, oh, I feel like we're gonna throw up in a little bit. No, I feel it. I, I respect people who know how to control their fucking shit and who know how to go to another room. But if you don't know how to control it, then nope, I'm not watching you. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do a food challenge, like maybe a burger or there's a seafood challenge in Seattle. It's like crab legs, like five pounds of crab legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was also that one, the pizza one. The three people eating a 30-inch pizza with three toppings in 30 minutes or less. Girl, I'm trying to find a food competition. My boyfriend wants me to enter one, and I want to enter one, too. But I'm like, it has to be reasonable. I'm not doing, like, a ginormous-ass burger. But I also don't want to do one of those ones where it's, like, eat the whole menu. Because it's like, I'm not doing that. It has to be reasonable. Like, where they'll give you, like, a sample of everything, then it'll be, like, 10 pounds of food. I love food competitions, though, but... Like, if there was, like, the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition, bitch, I would sign myself up. Hot dogs? Mm-hmm. I would sign myself up. Well, and Exactly, like some fair ones, like ones that are just like at local fairs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so hot dogs and meatballs. We were watching a dude who ate meatballs. <laughs> he ate 22 meatballs in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't think I could do 22, but I could definitely hit a solid 15. 
15. Bitch, because I've always been told I eat too much. So I feel like I need to... <laughs> you, you can do 10 shit? That's Maybe. good too. Third place, bitch. I really drown. If I haven't eaten all day, yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, because those people, they stretch their stomachs out. Like, because... The idea of vomiting. I know, right? I, ugh, ugh, neither do I. Neither do I. But Randy Santel... He is the reason I like him. Atlas with Atlas and Zeus Promotions. <laughs> he does that at the beginning of every single video. But um, the reason I love him is because he is a bodybuilder and he went to school for like so, some, you know. So he's the first licensed food competition YouTuber. <laughs> and he's done over 900 um, challenges. And his girlfriend, uh, my boyfriend and I love her too. She's awesome. So it's fun watching them. I love it. It's something I would do and something that I totally want to explore. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Do you remember that week? <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember that weekend that we did um, the shop black businesses or whatever? Yeah. And I ordered from that little black owned lingerie spot. Tell me why, you know, everything was going good. I never received like a confirmation email, but I still had the um, confirmation number like in my phone browser, you know, like I closed out the phone and I was able to just open up my browser and my confirmation was still there. Oh, okay. So then a couple, a couple of days ago, cause that was last week. I'm more than positive. A couple of days ago, I was like, I wonder where the tracking number is. I haven't gotten an email, so I checked my email. Didn't get anything, so I name-searched them in my email. Didn't get anything, so I was like, okay, let me just go onto their website. Go onto their website. It's closed down. I'm like, okay, mm, let's go ahead and check their social media. I go on their Twitter, shut down. Visit their Instagram. I couldn't find it, so I'm assuming that she deleted it. And so I just name-searched her into Twitter. And actually, let me go ahead and pull up my thingy and do it again. People were accusing that company, that specific company, of stealing designs from another, I don't know, necessarily bigger company, but from another company. Okay. So, she was accused of stealing designs, but then I'm like, well, bitch, I, I placed the order. I gave you my little 40 coins. Where the fuck is my order? Yep, let me click on her Twitter account again. Yep, account not found user not found yep it's gone it's just gone so now i'm like dang i wanted to support them because i wanted some lingerie because they're black owned but at the end of the day there were so many other dope ass fucking um you know companies but also we i got scammed bitch the fuck i got scammed we was just talking about scams but i i'm definitely gonna Find their email. I'm going to give it a couple more days because it's Sunday, so no mail delivery today. I'm definitely going to give it until Wednesday, and if I don't get a package, then I'm saying something. Because I tweeted yesterday, hey, y'all, so I ordered from a black-owned lingerie company, and their, and after paying, then their account shut down, and or her, their website shut down, and blah, blah, blah. Then somebody said, you should totally put them on blast, and I said, I'm not going to put them on blast yet. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's see what, what the situation is. Give it some more time. Exactly. So, yeah, they were accused of stealing lounge underwear. Um, at lounge underwear on Twitter. 
And I ended up following them because I was like, well, I could have ended up just giving them my money if I would have known. So it, it sucks. You want to support black owned businesses and then something sketchy might happen or you don't necessarily know the person or the people. And so that's what I get trusting, you know, just blindly because a lot of the black owned businesses I, I buy from, I get a relationship going with the owner first. Right. So that's my bad, but I just wanted to let y'all know. And one of these days, then I will let y'all know what company it was. And maybe I'll even say it on Patreon. I don't know. We'll talk about it on Patreon because I still need to release the episode where we bought the stuff <laughs> and I still plan on doing it. So, but aside from that, I was scrolling through Nicki Minaj's Twitter and she makes me so happy. Let me see if I could, find, <laughs> let me see if I could find the exact Get it all I've been Um y'all, why would I say <laughs> Okay, hold up, where is it? Where is it? She says But on another note I love you guys so much. Yes, I was squealing. You're so cute and so pretty and yes, so I am. funny and so sexy and she funny. knows. Yes. And so um <laughs> You know, funny and cute. <laughs> you know, um... She's the happiest person. She makes me the happiest person in the world. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> With that being said, I guess we'll go ahead and go into our final thoughts. Final Any thoughts. final thoughts for the week? I did want to tell you guys that I highly suggest downloading the Coiled app because the the founder and the creator is working on creating a nice community and a database of women of color and black women and their natural hair and the different products that they use because at the end of the day, the main goal that they have with a bunch of the data that they collect from your reviews and from learning how each product works with your hair is that they they want to test that information on a on a bigger level because a lot of that data has never actually been tested and a lot of the products that we use on our hair you know as we discussed at the top of the episode is an fda approved so what exactly are we using and one of the big dis uh topic points that uh, the founder brought up was that she knows so many black women who have health problems and is it because of the hair care products that we use so this app could essentially if used the right way and if a big enough community is built around it it could help bridge the gap between some of the answers that we don't know in the hair care community and in the black community and in the scientific community. You know, you see how all of those connect y'all. So we really, we highly encourage you guys to go ahead and make an account. Um, the app is still, obviously it's in development. It's a team of black women. So support that. If anything, um, create an account, learn about your porosity, your elasticity, your hair type. Um, and let them know that Black Me Up sent you guys. And you guys will be hearing more about the Coiled app as time goes. So be sure to pay attention to our socials on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, which we will start using more. And also listen to our podcast because we also plan on having the founder on the show so that she could tell you guys from her own mouth what she plans on doing with that amazing platform. So that's all that I had to say about that. And I guess my final thought 
would be, y'all stay cool. Um, it's nice and hot over here at least. We're in the middle of a heat wave. I don't know if y'all heard about it. If you follow us on Twitter, I retweet a lot of the Seattle news articles just because I think it would be cool. A lot of you guys are on the East Coast, so to see some Seattle news, that might be interesting. That could be a conversation starter. And also, whenever you think of Seattle, think of Black Me Up. (laughs) That's what we want y'all to start doing too. Think of Black Me Up. So, Shout out to that. Also, Spotify released a new app called Green Room, and essentially it's like Clubhouse and Twitter spaces where uh, the creators are able to talk to their listeners and their audience. So I want us to start using Green Room eventually. It sounds extremely interesting. I would love for us to use it eventually, but we don't. no time soon, no time soon. I still want us to do some um, Twitter spaces chats, so... One of these days, we will go ahead and do that. But also, we plan on going live on Podbean, which is our podcast host. And you guys will be able to call in, listen to us, listen live. That's all coming soon. So, yeah. There's so much that we have planned for Black Me Up, and it's getting really exciting, especially now knowing that there's so many people that believe in us so thank you guys so much and if you listen to us on your jog on your walk when you're at work like if you play this like when you're with your best friend and you're like oh my gosh girl hold up like i i need to finish my podcast you're gonna have to deal with it out of the bluetooth speaker for a second (laughs) like that's lit that's lit as hell so if you do that we want to know please let us know it makes us so happy to to know that you guys listen and love us so Shout out to y'all. Shout out to our Mongolian listeners, too. Don't act like we don't see y'all. We were in the Mongolia charts for literally a whole month. So y'all go hard over there for us. We appreciate it. (laughs) So be sure to rate us on on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate five star ratings. All ratings and reviews help more people discover the show. Also, follow us on Podbean. We are verbal ambassadors, so we will be making exclusive playlists and having exclusive episodes on verbal. And, yeah, subscribe to our Patreon. I do plan on having a giveaway. I want to give four people access to our Patreon. Um, Our Patreon is at a solid $1 mark at this point. So, for just $1, you get access to every single thing, and we're going to have that going all the way down to December Um, because in January of 2020, we're planning on raising the rate just a tiny bit. So if you guys want to get in for $1, get access to everything, exclusive, um, episodes and songs. (laughs) You know what, Lily, let's end out the episode like this. This is a song that I recorded back in March of 2019. (laughs) And I want us to talk over it, well, over most of it, because they, they're going to have to go on Patreon to listen to the, you know, the untalked over version. <laughs> I'm curious to hear. Yes, I'm excited for you to hear it. So with that being said, blackmeuppodcast at gmail.com, blackmeuppodcast everywhere. Enjoy this song that I made a couple of years ago. Let's see if it will play. Boom. <laughs> YouTube beat. We love going on YouTube and just writing shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh. I want to re-record it. Okay, if y'all listen to the story. So I 
Did you try the whole one? Absolutely. Still don't know what happened. Marching the poet drink, so let's get another round now. Boom. My thoughts are getting hazy. My phone's still in my pocket, and I know your way is I love the chorus. I just wanna be sober again, and now, 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 sober again, and now, 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 sober. Okay. I just want Ladies in the back. Can you relate? Again, Wave your hand. <laughs> Verse two. Listen to the story here. Okay. 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 Six later, the bartender. Uh, uh, uh. I just wanna be sober again, and I'm not sober. I plan on re-recording it eventually, but this part coming up, the little hook, is my absolute favorite. I did too, it just came to me, bitch, four years ago. Here we go. Uh. And I wrote it in 2018, in January of 2018, and I recorded it a year later. Oh, wow. Yes. Basically, that's it, and it just fades out, and there's like another two minutes of just the beat. I've been trying to work my songwriting muscle again, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I remember high school, you used to always write. We were supposed to be a girl group. <laughs> I don't even bring that up, please. <laughs> I will, I will. <laughs> Oh man, man, that was. But I've literally been writing so much more, Lily, and I want to record. (laughs) And I think I'm just gonna post it on our Patreon because that's the only spot that I'm comfortable at. Because there's nobody subscribed right now, (laughs) and also like it's just my free my free place. I feel like it's gonna be the place where I just artistically dump. It should be. It's a great start. Yes. So thank you for that. Anybody who wants to like listen to it without like any you know, talking over it, then just go subscribe to our Patreon. Actually, right now I have it unlocked so it's free. (laughs) You guys can listen to it for free. So, do that before I regret that because I just remembered. (laughs) And yeah, that's how we're going to end off this episode. Thank you guys, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.